A new poll from KFF found that nearly one-third of adults said that they or someone in their family has been addicted to opioids. The poll also found that 90% supported having addiction treatment centers in their community. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. CMS told a large group of lawmakers led by Democrat Susan Del Bene pushing for changes to its prior authorization proposal that the agency aims to finalize the rule, quote, as soon as possible and appreciates their feedback, according to a letter I obtained. The more than 230 House members and 61 senators had called on CMS to change a rule it proposed in December that would require insurers to modernize how they process requests from providers to authorize treatments. Hospice providers are calling on CMS to reform its auditing practices ahead of the agency's efforts to more closely inspect hospices. In July, the agency said it would provide additional oversight for newly enrolled hospices in several states, citing increased reports of waste, fraud, and abuse. In a letter sent to CMS, providers asked the agency to shift its auditing practice from collecting large initial overpayments to instead focus on halting bad practices in hospices. And after the recent Ohio vote rejecting an amendment that would have direct implications for an abortion rights measure, Virginia Democrats believe abortion rights will be a more powerful issue with voters in the 2023 election than in 2021. Politico author and morning score Madison Fernandez is here to explain. Thanks for having me. How are Virginia Democrats approaching abortion right now? They are extremely bolstered by the win that just happened in Ohio last week. So even though that election wasn't directly about abortion rights, it was really seen as a proxy war because by increasing the requirements to pass a ballot initiative, that would have made it much more complicated to pass an abortion rights initiative happening this November in the state. So they're pointing to the Ohio win as evidence of, look, this is still a really prominent issue that we're going to be messaging on ahead of our legislative elections later this year. And how have we seen abortion rights opponents respond so far? You know, as we've seen over the last year, Republicans have a bit of a harder time messaging on abortion as opposed to Democrats who are usually very aggressive on that front and trying to make the case that they support abortion rights while their Republican opponents don't and they want to roll back all the rights and impose all these restrictions. So instead, we're seeing groups, you know, across the country pouring millions of dollars into ads, arguing that Democrats, by wanting to codify abortion rights, they would actually be rolling back parental notification, such as when a minor terminates her pregnancy and arguments like that. Of course, Democrats push back saying that that's not what they're trying to do, but that's pretty much a line of messaging that Republicans have been taking lately. Glenn Youngkin has been governor of Virginia for the past couple of years, and he's opposed abortion rights. Has he been able to act on abortion since he's taken over the governor's mansion? He has not, but he has tried. So abortion is currently legal in Virginia until the third trimester. But Yonkin has proposed prohibiting abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. That's been pretty hard to pass considering Democrats currently have a slim majority in the state Senate. But that is, again, why Democrats are saying these elections are so critical in November, because if they lose that majority, then Republicans will have a much better shot at getting that through, especially because Republicans have a narrow control of the state house right now. As you mentioned earlier, I know you saw the blowout in Ohio. You know, how have we seen this play out in other states since the fall of Roe? 
We've seen abortion play a huge role in elections across the country, especially last year in Kansas and Michigan and Kentucky. It's been interesting this year to see how abortion has been playing out when it's not necessarily put as a ballot initiative before voters, but how it's more of a proxy war. Obviously, Ohio is a big proxy war, but we also saw it in Wisconsin earlier this year with the state Supreme Court election where abortion was a huge factor in the liberal judge winning there. More on the Ohio race. I know you spoke with a key strategist there. What's he telling Democrats to do? Pretty much keep messaging on abortion and draw that comparison with a Republican opponent who they say will draw back abortion rights in the state. And it's interesting, we've seen movement in Ohio specifically from counties that have more affluent and highly educated communities. They voted down issue one, which would have made it harder down the line to pass an abortion rights amendment. And those demographics have just recently begun coming into the Democratic fold. So those are some of the potential target areas for Democrats to focus on when we're talking about statewide races anyway. Of course, that's a little bit different when you're working with state legislative elections and you are within the confines of your district. But it's just important to keep in mind that it's not just the typical demographics of Democrats who might be voting in support of abortion rights here. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Seltzer. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Vantine, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.